we've been talking about it in the newscast, but an Edmonton man facing up to 14 years in prison after being charged with a, a terrorism offence Monday by British police. Uh, he, along with a British man, uh, has also been charged. The British man previously jailed for supporting the Islamic State group. A 28-year-old Khalid Hussein uh, charged with membership of a proscribed organization. What is this? What do we need to know? Let's find out. Phil Gursky is our guest. He's the president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consultants, former strategic analyst with CSIS, basically our go-to guy with this kind of stuff. <laughs> Phil, how are you doing this morning? I'm your go-to guy. Well, I feel so honored, guys. Good morning. Hi, Phil. <laughs> nice to talk with you again. Hi, Jillian. Hi. Let's start with this. When, when people say a proscribed organization, what is that? So countries like the UK, Canada, United Nations, United States, uh, many of our allies have a list of what's called terrorist entities. It's a list maintained by Public Safety Canada. It came out uh, just after 9-11. Uh, true, uh, true story, I wrote the first Al-Qaeda listing way back in 2002. And basically what it means is that if you belong, and then belonging is kind of hard to define, but if you're deemed to be belonging to these organizations, that's an offense under the criminal code, and you can be charged with that. Okay. Uh, it's the Islamic State group, which has also been known as ISIS, but the, the yep. groups that are under this prescribed area, there's a whole bunch of them with different names. What specifically are we talking about? Because I thought it was years ago that there were, there were foreign nationals who were still involved with ISIS, and that had ended. Yeah, well, well, Daryl, well, you would be wrong. You, no, I know you, that. And, you, you, you and Donald Trump. Um, no, ISIS. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Sorry to put you in the same sentence. Um, no, ISIS. You know, they lost their kind of geographical, you know, caliphate back in 2019. But the group is still very active in Iraq and Syria. They've got at least 20 affiliates called provinces around the world. They're still one of the most lethal terrorist groups in the in the in the world, and they, they still attract people. They still put up propaganda, and there's still people like Canadians, like the idiot from Edmonton, who thinks that joining ISIS is a good idea. So no, ISIS is not quite dead, um, not as bad as they were back in 2014, but there's still a major threat around the world. So Phil, how, how often do we see charges like this? Pretty rarely, Jalen. You know, we here in Canada are rather fortunate, but it is true that Canadians, uh, not only have Canadians plan acts in our country, like the attack in Edmonton a couple of years ago, I'm sure you guys remember, outside of Commonwealth mm-hmm. Stadium, but Canadians will often travel to join groups. We've had Canadians join ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Al-Shabaab in Somalia, and Canadians have committed acts of terrorism abroad in Bangladesh, in uh, Algeria, et cetera, et cetera. So it's fairly rare, but it's, it's not completely, um, I guess, disappearing. And again, I think what, what this what arrest shows me is that there are still Canadians in 2023 who think this is a good idea to go join an Islamist terrorist organization. Uh, do we know anything about this uh, this man from Edmonton, uh, the Canadian man, 28-year-old uh, Khalid Hussein? Uh, have you heard anything about his background or anything like that? Because I've, I've had some difficulty finding any information on him. Well, you're like me, Daryl. I got nothing. Uh, yeah. I've been trying to find things in open source. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that he was known to either the RCMP or CSIS. I don't know that to be the case. I left CSIS in 2015. But I think what worries me is that if he wasn't known to us and he left mm-hmm. the country to go join, you know, an ISIS guy in the UK. And by the way, the ISIS guy in the UK, this Andrew Chowdhury, he's been a pain in the you-know-where for decades for the mm-hmm. Brits. He's been a supporter for a very long time. What concerns me is that, you know, we don't want to get a reputation of exporting our own problem. 
people who be, ha, adopt terrorist ideologies and leave. Again, I don't know what it was known, what wasn't known. Mm-hmm. Good, good for MI5, which is Caesar's equivalent of the United Kingdom. They, they, they knew about him. They arrested him. They charged him. So kudos to them for doing their job. But it doesn't, let, it doesn't make, make us look good as Canadians if our citizens are going abroad to go help others so you know, Phil, in, with terrorists. So, Phil, why, why would they have waited until he landed in, at, at Heathrow in Britain to charge him? What a great question. Maybe it's because their laws say so. I mean, if he's, you know, he has to actually be in the United Kingdom, be known to be associating with a terrorist, be known to be associating mm-hmm. with a terrorist group before the charges can be laid. I've got to imagine, Jalen, that there's a lot of correspondence back and forth between the UK and Canada on this one. And maybe maybe CISA's in the MI5 cooperated. I don't know. Again, I don't have access to the information, but we are very close to allies and share information all the time. And so if the arrest was in the UK and is under UK laws, even though he's a Canadian, would he be more most likely to, to spend time, if if convicted, uh, spend time behind bars in uh, Britain? Wouldn't be uh, sent back here, would he? Well, I sincerely hope so. And this is, it raises a really interesting question, Daryl, because we've had a bunch of Canadians who want to repatriate ISIS terrorists from Syria and Iraq and try them here. And my contention is you should be tried where your offense was committed. And if you joined ISIS in Iraq and Syria in the 2015, 2016 and you know, kept slaves or killed people, those people have a right to put you to trial under their governments. Maybe may not like their justice systems, but you know what? If you want to go kill people in Syria, that's probably a bad idea. He'll be tried under British law, and if he is found guilty, there's probably, is, well, I'm sure we have an extradition treaty with the UK, so he could be returned to Canada, but I think his trial should be held under British law, and he should receive the punishment that British courts would give him, not Canadian courts. Would there be more charges potentially coming from Canada? Potentially. I mean, again, if the UK charged him um, for joining a prescribed organization, which is ISIS, I know, I know that we list them as well. So it's an offense in Canada to belong to ISIS. And so if he were to be returned to Canada at some point, he could face additional charges under our, under our criminal code. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, it's fascinating as to, to wonder how many more might still be going through. And I know you touched on that a little bit. I, I, don't, know, I don't know whether it says much about Canadians, because it's a pretty tiny little fraction of radicals who would actually go do this. You're right. It, it always was a, a, a very small number. So I, you know, it, it, shameless self-promotion. My latest book, The Peaceable Kingdom, which looks at terrorism in Canada since Confederation, you can count on the fingers of four hands how many acts of terrorism we've had in Canada in 155 years. So it is pretty rare in comparison to other countries. Like the UK has had many, many more attacks and many much more uh, lethal attacks. Think 7-7, 2005, et cetera, et cetera. There are, there are a smaller number, but you know what? Um, one or two individuals can cause a lot of damage. Again, say Commonwealth Stadium back in 2017, right? He, he hit that cop outside the stadium, then he, he ran down four people on Jasper Ave. It doesn't take an army to, uh, to uh, you know, get in a van and run people over. And as a consequence, I think our security services and law enforcement have to keep tabs on these one, these, and two, these, because they can, they can actually do a lot of damage. Absolutely. Phil Gursky, always enjoy our conversations. Well, not so much the topic so much, because we're <laughs> dialing you up. When it's, you know what I'm saying, though. Love talking to you. Thanks for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Next time, call me with a good news story, guys. Okay, sounds good. Uh, okay. What would you be doing that was a good news story? Well, this is true. I'm at the cottage right now, so I'm in a good news place, guys, but I hope you have a good day out in Edmonton.